Hey, how are you? Tim Castleman here. Welcome to another edition of the Two Drink Tim podcast. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. Did you make it through the last one? I, I kind of been thinking that one about that one for a little while, the old meat grinder episode, and I was like, man, maybe uh, maybe you don't record a, por- a podcast at four o'clock when you're trying out your new allergy medication, right? Four a.m. soft meek little Tim Castleman podcast. Maybe not as Amazing is two Adderalls and a Coca-Cola uh, podcast. I don't know. We'll, we'll do a compare and contrast, if you will. So let's get started. I'm fired up. I'm excited. I'm caffeinated. I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's talk about something before I get into what I really want to talk about, and that is a little PSA. Ladies, listen. And fellas, just like pull your ladies close, right? Go grab them in the other room, right? Tell them to stop being barefoot and pregnant and making you dinner and like, you know, come in. Like, uh, you know, uh, let them be in the same room as you. Like, just let them come on in, right? Of course, I'm kidding, ladies, right? I mean, you could probably hear this from while you're cooking dinner. Just turn the volume up. Don't don't stop them at what they're doing, right? They're good at what they do. Just don't stop. Kidding, kidding to all the, the one lady listeners like, fuck this guy. So here's the deal. Ladies, ladies, I want you to listen to me, okay? Stop asking your man to go fucking clothes shopping with you, all right? Stop it. Just stop right now. You're like, oh, it'll be fun. It'll be great. It'll be awesome. We'll get to spend the day together, and then we'll get to hang out, and you'll get to see all these clothes that I want to try on. It'll be fun. And we're like, sure, okay. All right. I like having sex with you. I'll do it. How bad can it be? Let me tell you how bad it can be. It can be a fucking nightmare. The lady's like, what do you mean? It's great. I go with my girlfriends all the time. Yes, you do, right? You go have your mimosas, and then you go drink, and you laugh, and you talk about stuff, and you do that. That's fun for you. You know what it's like for a guy? It's like taking a piece of barbed wire and shoving it right up our urethra. That's pretty much just like like a wire brush. Just like... It's ridiculous. Okay? And let me tell you why. You really, I don't understand. Tim, like, why is it so terrible? Let me tell you why it is. Let me tell you why it's so terrible for us, okay? Here's the scenario. You're like, hey, listen, can we go clothes shopping? I just want to go to this one place. I want this one thing. And then we'll be in and out like 15 minutes. Five fucking hours later, we're texting our friends going, hey, can you come fake kidnap me to get me out of this? Because shit has gone off the rails. So here's what happens. We stupidly agree to go with you one time, okay? You drag us around to approximately 970 locations. Locations, right? I always laugh. Girls are like, I'm too tired to have sex. It's like, really? Like, just replace the word sex with shopping because you apparently are like the Energizer Bunny when that happens. Like, if my dick had a price tag on it, you would want to check it out three to five times a week, apparently, right? But we go, we hang out. Uh, we hang out. Yeah, right, okay? So we go to all these places, okay? There's no place for us to fucking sit, which means we got to stand, which means I'm walking around like the, you know, like the underwear section looking like some sexual predator who can't be within 100 yards of a child, right? And I'm like looking at my phone and, you know, people are like, is he taking photos of me? What's going on? What's going on? Then you go and you get, you know, 19 fucking shopping carts full of things. And you're like, I'm going to go try it on. It'll be just a minute, okay? And then four hours later, you you come out of the dressing room with just like mascara running down your face like you just got filmed like one of those hardcore porn sessions like just like mascara just running down your face and, and you know a, a tub of haagen in your hands and like all your girlfriends suddenly show up and I'm like whoa, whoa what the fuck happened like when you went in there like you were happy and bubbly and we were having a great day remember we were going to have a great day together and then maybe later you were going to maybe like touch my penis remember that kind of semi plan I had in my head because 
because I was going to be the good boyfriend, husband, spouse, whatever. Like, remember that? You're like, I'm like, what's wrong? Oh my God, what's wrong? Like, you look like, you know, like, did your grandmother die? Like, did we, you know, is the World War Three started? What, what's going on? You're like, nothing fit. I'm fat. Let's go. Right? And you're so miserable because nothing fits, nothing, you know, it's too big in here and too small in there. Apparently you guys can't get your clothes tailored like guys can. I, I don't get that. But you're miserable. You're just miserable. Oh, I'm so fat and disgusting. You start looking around at all the skinny, hot girls, right? And it's like, well, I'm not as skinny as her. I'm sorry. It's just like, it's so fucking terrible or worse this is the other worst part of it you, you come out and you're like yeah i like all this stuff let's go and then we're like yes freedom and as we're just about to make that turn right that turn of happiness and, and i can see the end of the light as you turn the corner because we're like yes about to escape about to get the fuck out about to finally break free you go oh just one more thing right and then our shoulders sink back over and then go back to being the creepy guy that's like fucking leaning against the mannequin because our body is just shutting down from lack of food and entertainment and oxygen and worse if you forget to bring fucking headphones or or you don't have a phone at all it's just like it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous then then finally right we're given our we we meet with the parole board and they're like tim listen listen we're gonna let you out we're gonna let you go freedom Freedom is calling you. So we're like, yes, this is great. So we start making our way to the checkout aisle. You got your one bin of shit now. You go there, and then what do you do? You put like three things on the fucking conveyor belt in front of the girl, and you go, ah, uh, you know what? I, I didn't like the rest of these things, right? Now, now, ladies, I understand. To you, that's no big deal. But as a guy, let me tell you what goes on in our mind. We immediately start looking around at all the other girls that are now gone from judging you to judging us. Like, that cheap motherfucker can't afford to buy his girl nice things. Ooh, I'm so glad I'm not married to that cheap son of a bitch right and then we feel like shit we're like no no buy it all like buy the store I don't care like I'm not cheap I promise you and you're like no no I just you know I've been thinking about it over the last four days that we've been in the store and you know I just didn't like any of that stuff that I just spent the last eight hours trying on fitting perfectly right sending snapchats to everybody about right thinking about previous outfits and what shoes and what this and that and then then we go home right and we're just so exhausted we're just so exhausted exhausted and you know we throw our back out trying to get your fucking clothes from the car to the house and we're like okay all right finally finally and then like your girl's like oh man i'm so exhausted i'm just so tired and i just you know i just want to relax i just want to take it easy and you know i'm probably gonna go to bed early and we're like that's awesome that's great i just basically went through a pow camp okay no disrespect to pow's right of course right like i just went through this huge traumatic experience and now you want to go to bed early because you're the one that's exhausted it's just nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Or worse, when they come in like and they, they go shopping, you're like, show me what you got. And they're like, oh, I'll show you sometime, right? Like my wife went out of town with a couple of girlfriends, right? She stopped at one of those sexy, sexy places. And she was like, hey, hey, I got you some stuff, right? That was two weeks ago. I'm like a kid on Christmas right now. I'm like every day, I'm like, is today Christmas? Nope. Is today I'm going to get to see? Nope. It, oh, oh, you decided instead of all the new sexy lingerie that you bought, you decided to wear like an old t-shirt that your grandmother gave you in the third grade with some puffy paints and a cat on it. Like, that's awesome. Like, you're right. You know, who wants to see crotchless panties and massless chaps? Nobody wants to see that in this world. Instead, what I'd like to see is something that, 
you know, uh, an old boyfriend gave you. That's the best. We love that, right? Like, oh, my old boyfriend gave it to me, and every time I wear of it, I think of the fact that, you know, I had his penis inside of me, and now I want you to think of that as well. So, ladies, stop doing that shit. Or if you're going to do it, make it exciting to the guy. Like, you know, you're like, I just want to go in and, like, I want to find some, you know, I, I, I want to go underwear shopping. I got to get some new underwear. It's like, yes, I'll go with you underwear shopping. Let's go. Victoria's Secret, right? And you're like, no, we're going to, like, Granny Panties USA. And, like, you, we whisk right past all the sexy, exciting underwear, right? Fuck the thongs and the crotchless this and the lacy that. And we go to, like, the industrial strength, granny panty, like, triple reinforced. Like, why do you need triple reinforced underwear? What is going on inside of you that makes you have to get underwear that's triple reinforced? It's just nuts. And it's like, hey, you want to wear a thong? No, those are terrible and disgusting. What I want to do is cover every inch of my body with a burka-like underwear device that will be, one, a totally mismatched color from the bra that I'm wearing, and two, like, when you have to take it off, like, there's real work involved, right? Like, we got to get a crew, we got to get a two-hand lift team, like, what What the fuck is going on? And then you're in there, and you're like, hey, hey, uh, you want me to come in and, uh, and give you my opinion on that? By the way, ladies, that's a code. We want to fiddle around, fool around a little bit. Maybe we want to, you know, we've seen porn. We know that apparently if you and a girl can get in the same changing room, according to porn, you're definitely going to have sex. So we're like, hey, you want us to come in? You want us to come in? You want us to come in? You want to come in? You're like, no, no, I got it. You just stand out here with all the other desperate husbands with your sunken shoulders and your thousand mile stare and just spend the next 30 to 45 minutes asking yourself, where did it all go wrong? Where did it all go wrong? You do that. I'll be in here. Ladies, if you want your guys to go, right, make it fun and exciting. Buy some sexy stuff. Show it to him. Excite him. I promise you, I don't have mine. I don't mind buying you clothes if there's an outfit in there for me or something in there that I would enjoy. It's okay to do that. Well, I don't know. I just, you know, I was raised in a very conservative household and I was taught that sex was terrible from an early age and I didn't see my parents display any forms of affection and I'm super religious uh, so that that adds a bunch of mind uh, you know mind fuckness to it as well it's like I get that but we're married I chose you legally legally I can only enter and exit one vagina legally without losing half my shit that's all I'm saying that's all I'm saying. Like, I chose you. You won. You got the Tim Castleman prize. You got it. <sighs> Namaste. All right. Well, there you go. Um, won't be having sex for a while after that one, I'm sure. So, no. Um, it's just hilarious. Like, they're like, you want to go shopping? It's like, I don't know. Um, can I go get my dick cut off first? Like, okay, before we go shopping, do you mind if I just, like, pull my pants down and, like, just have, uh, like, a herd of buffalo trample all over my dick? Because that's approximately what I'd like to do first before I agree to go, to go shopping with you. Right? Excuse me. Let me catch a little drink there. Mmm. So, with that in mind, and as fired up as I am, let's talk about something uh, that I told you I was going to talk about in the last podcast, and that is how to piss people off for fun and profit, okay? Uh, with air quotes for fun uh, and air quotes for profit. So, last, I guess two weeks ago, I sent out an email to my list, and I, I, I touched on this the other day, or last podcast, excuse me, and, you know, one of my biggest frustrations is this, Um 
people just don't want to do the fucking work. They don't want to invest in themselves unless it's push but like it, it's just it's crazy to me how people don't want to do the work. They just don't. They just they they want the push button, they want the software, they want the done for you and and I say it's crazy to me like I get it, I understand it on a logical level, uh, level but like I'm just like come on, man. Come on. So, um, I sent out an email to my list this uh, two weeks ago about Russell Brunson's book. It's uh, .com Secrets. Uh, if you go to like Tim really likes slash Russell, um, you can probably pick up a copy of it still uh, for dirt cheap. It's a great fucking book. It's an actual, honest to God, physical big boy book, several hundred pages of Russell Brunson's latest and greatest material, and, and it's awesome. And it costs, it's free, but it costs a whopping $8 to get it shipped. And that's anywhere in the world. Like if you live in a hut in, you know, Mogadishu, like, you know, we, we will totally, is, is it Mogadishu? Yeah, probably Mogadishu, not Nogadishu, right? Uh, they'll ship it to you for $8. Um, and, of course, it's a lead generation thing for him and all that, but it's I promote it because it's a really solid fucking book. And I did my numbers, and I told my, my crew, like, less than 5%. I was wrong. Like, less than 1% of the people on my list picked up that book. Now, this book was heavily promoted from other people, etc., etc., but it just really pissed me off. And one morning I got up, and I just said, listen, I'm just going to write from the heart and tell people what I think. And basically what I told them uh, was, hey, listen, this is kind of surprising. Um, you know, I've sent this email out to 20,000 people. Less than 5% have picked it up. It was actually less than 1% because one of us, that's me, sucks at math, right? And what gives? And I basically read them the right act. I said, listen, if you don't have $8 to buy this book, you need to get the fuck off my list. And if you are the type that does not want to invest in yourself in any form or fashion, you need to get off my list. And if you leave, I'll just consider it that you're not serious about your business, but we'll still remain friends and I wish you the best of luck and I'll be here when you decide to give it a shot again. And I didn't think it was in the realm of Tim Castleman, that's a pretty mild email these days, right? One would even accuse me of going a little bit soft because I have sent previous emails to include, but not limited to, this guy is an asshole, right? Which is the subject line I used in the last kind of email, and it, it flamed a guy who was a, being a real big piece of shit to me, and I basically was like, yeah, this guy's a jerk, and if you're like this guy, you need to get the fuck out. So I sent it out, and... I don't think anything of it because it's, you know, it's my list. It's, it's, you know, these people are here voluntarily. I'm not holding them against their will. They can leave. But then all of a sudden it starts going, quote unquote, viral, right? Like I start seeing posts about it on Facebook and I start seeing posts about it in different areas. So before I knew it, like people were like, oh man, I love this. You're a rebel. You're awesome. This is great. I can't believe you're telling it like it is attitude and telling people to fuck off. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, that's not at all what I was saying. All I was saying was that if you're broke, go get a fucking job. And if you're not broke and you don't want to invest in yourself, get the fuck out because we only want winners here, right? We only want people that are going to invest in themselves. If you're happy with where you're at and doing your own thing, oh, by the way, I did say that in the email. I was like, if you're happy with what you're doing and you don't need this, then, then keep rocking and rolling. But you don't need to be here. This is for people that need some help and some guidance and a little push forward. So this thing starts going viral. I posted it in, in a group that I belong to online, and it starts this huge debate about how rude and, and terrible I am, and I can't believe I would say that, and it's going to damage my reputation. And what's hilarious is all the people telling me how bad, quote-unquote, this is for me are all people that are doing less than me, okay? So it's like... It's like the fat guy telling the skinny guy he's fucking up his deadlift. Hey, man, you're doing it wrong. And it's like, dude, you, you can't even see your toes. 
you can't even see your toes, but yet you're going to give me diet and fitness advice? Like, what the fuck? So I, I just, I'm kind of surprised by this. And I decided, like, listen, I'm, gonna, I'm a big boy. I'm going to take my lumps. So if people don't like it then and they write me, I'm going to respond. And I did. I responded to each and every one. A lot of people were like, you're a mean asshole and a jerk. Because people in today's world, they're used to being coddled, right? They're used to being like, it's okay. Your failures aren't your fault. It's somebody else's issue. It's not you. It's them. No. Listen, I, I, I believe that it is not you. It's them until it always is you. Okay, if you try five different business opportunities and all five of them fail, okay, there's probably a better chance that it's you than it's them. You guys know I've been open and honest with my, you know, struggles, uh, you know, and, and successes when it comes to therapy and stuff like that. Like, that was a big revelation to me. It was like, man, when this happens, X, Y, Z, the, you know, the, when this happens, right? When when somebody pulls back from me instead of using hypothetical, I'll just tell you, like, when, when I perceive rejection of any kind, right, I immediately pull back from that person, whether it's perceived or real rejection, by the way. And I'll give you a story to illustrate that here in a second. Um... But I immediately pull back from the person, and then I immediately am like, you, you have hurt me. I am a wounded animal, right? I am a wounded animal, and I'm going to pounce back at you, and I'm just going to end this thing. Like, my, my whole thing was like, if the ship is going down, we're going to make this bitch look like Titanic. There's not going to be a, well, I wonder where we stand. It's going to be like, listen to me, motherfucker. You know, like, well, you and me are done. Here's all the reasons why you suck and I rock. Like, that's the old me. That's the old me. But that's not... Um, sorry, uh, my brain just totally, my brain was like, what the fuck? It just, it got to the end of the tape and it was like, turn to side B. Like, shit, okay. So I started noticing, at first I was like, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them, it's them. And then I started noticing, like, wait a second, time out. Like, hold on, this happens in every relationship I have. Business, personal, spiritual, you know, financial, like, and eventually one day I just had to do the hard look in the mirror, which nobody likes to do, but you need to do and go, you know what, maybe it isn't them. Maybe it really is me. If it is me, then I need to get my shit together and I need to work on becoming uh, better in those situations. And that's, you know, the journey I've been on the last couple of years and it's going well, although uh, I've had some uh, recent stuff, which maybe I'll talk about if we have some time, uh, that's kind of flared back up. But But still, regardless, right, that email was that look in the mirror that nobody wants to have. Because like I said, people have just been convinced and conditioned that it's everyone else's fault, right? We have this like, as my friend Robert Stooks said uh, lovingly as he posted this meme, like we have this precious snowflake society where my children are different. They're not going to get vaccinated like the rest of them. My kid can't eat regular food, right? He's got to eat this organic, non-GMO, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like it's like your kid is going to be just fucking fine. Like I, I don't have children, but I have been reading a lot um, about uh, about parenting lately just because it's kind of been in the news and apparently he right the the big concern is for a lot of parents uh, or a lot of kids right now is this thing called helicopter parenting where it's basically like little johnny snowflake is born and then is never left alone until the day that he graduates oh but he doesn't you know get left alone because he has to move back in because there's no fucking jobs and then mommy takes care of him but it's like it's crazy like 
uh, in talking to people of my generation, like I remember having large amounts of unscheduled free time where I didn't have to do shit. I could be in my room. I could relax. I, if I wanted to go see a buddy, I just went over to his house. Mom, dad, I'm going to go there, you know, call this before cell phones, everything like that. But apparently like now that means you're like terrorizing and harassing your children and you don't love them. Like if you have your kid walk home from a park, that, by the way, your 10-year-old kid, I saw this. This this lady, I think she has a 6- and a 10-year-old child. Okay, They play at a park that's less than two blocks away from their house. And twice CPS has been called on them because they <gasps> let their kid go to the park unattended. 10 and 6 years old. Okay, Now, I'm, I'm not going to get in a big debate about it, but it's like, that's how crazy a society. It's like, oh, that precious snowflake. They can't be any risk or danger. Right? They just can't do it. They just can't. No, no, no. It's like, give me a fucking break. We're, we're raising a generation of entitled assholes who think the world owes them anything. And as I clearly pointed out in the last email, or last podcast I did, the world owes you shit. You go out there and you make your own fucking luck. And you work your ass off and you do that. And the people that are successful understand that. These little precious snowflakes, right, that have been taught like it's not them, it's you. No, it is them. Right? If you're in, I, I, if you're fat, okay, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. Nobody forced me, right, to start smoking. Nobody forced me to order ten large. Like I'm fat. It's my fault. I know that. I can't ask someone else to fix it. Sure, I'd love to take a pill or do X or Y or Z. But the bottom line is, the reason I'm fat is me. The reason I'm going to fix it is me. I understand that. People who are successful understand that. But not these precious snowflakes. So I would get these emails like, how dare you talk to me like that? It's like, first of all, it's a broadcast. I didn't write you an email and say, hey, Tim Castleman, this is Tim Castleman from the future. I just want to tell you, you suck dick. Right? Like, I'm not insulting you. And one guy, he posted in, in this other group, and he was like, do not assault your subscribers. Do not call them these names. And I was like, what names did I call you? And he was like, um, freeloader, moocher. I, I forget what I even said in the email um, as far as that. But I think I, I like, sideline a walker. And I was like, here's the deal. Like, this is what I don't get. Okay, if I send out a broadcast email, and I say that you're a sideline walker and a moocher, and you're not, why does that bug you, right? Well, I'm not that person. Like, I'm, you know, if you said, Tim, you're really a, a really angry black woman, like, I wouldn't be upset because I'm neither a woman nor black. It's like, that doesn't apply to me. I'm just going to carry on with my day. But these motherfuckers in the precious snowflake society think that they have the right to tell me how to run my business, well, no, you shouldn't do this. And it's like, and then I would question them. I'd say, you know what? You have really, uh, you have really good thoughts on this. Like, I would love to see what you've done. So could you please like point me to a product or an email uh, list that you have or somewhere online that I could buy or become part of your services? And that would shut them up because they don't have that shit, right? So we have this precious snowflake society that hasn't done shit with their life that wants to tell you how to run yours. It's like, hey, I haven't done anything that you've done. I haven't even accomplished a tenth of what you have in your life. But let me tell you how you're fucking up. Let me tell you how you're doing it wrong, Tim. And I can tell you that with zero amount of experience or intuition or guy or anything like that. Like, that's just crazy to me. That people are just like, look, I haven't done anything that you've done. Uh, I, I, I willingly bought your product. I'm willingly on your list. But let me tell you why I'm so angry so you can acknowledge me as a human being. Because I'm part of the Precious Snowflake Society, which I'm going to totally use now. Professional, uh, Precious Snowflake Society. Definitely getting used in a future email. 
But see, what they did is they what what they don't understand is that email had a bigger point. Okay, that email was one how I felt at the time, and I was writing from the heart. Two, I wanted to kind of every couple months. I feel like in life and business, you got to shake the shit from the tree. Okay, that's that's my that's my sexy uh, West Texas saying. You got to shake the shit from the tree. And every once in a while, you have to jolt people upside the head. Now, I'm not saying slap them or abuse them, although there are a few people that probably would like to do that to me. But it's like you got to shake them up, right? We, we get so used to our day-in and day-out routines, and we get so used to these certain types of emails that sometimes when you open an email and it says, hey, you're fucking up, people are like, oh, wow, let me reevaluate. Let me think. And that's what I, all I wanted people to do was evaluate and think and going, look, are you a, a serious student here? Are you doing and committing to a life? time of work and improvement or are you just sitting on the sidelines and not going to do anything with your life and this is a hobby and you need to go away because the truth of the matter is I love the money I make from this but it's super duper sad that I make so much money but I see so little success from my students and what's even worse is that's not me it's them because I know the stuff works because I've taught I've taught it to other people and I've seen it work but that email not only got their attention, it also told the people I did not want on my list anymore. I mean, I'm sorry, but my list costs me thousands of dollars a month to pay for so I can send you an email. And if you don't have any money, first of all, you have a low chance of success, right? A low chance of success at all. Because, I mean, if you don't have any money, it takes money to make money. I don't give a shit when anybody says, well, you could do it for free. Yes, you can. And there are things out there. And you know what? If you want to waste your time, then feel free to save your money. But if you want to save your money, right, then stop wasting time and invest in yourself. And the best way you can do that is by finding people that are successful. And it's not like I was, I even told them, like, it's not like I'm asking about a $2,000 course here. It's an $8 fucking book. Like, that's more than, or that's less than I'm going to go spend on a haircut, right, uh, here in hours, right? Like, it's just, it's ridiculous how people are like, no, I can't spend money on myself and improving myself. I've got to save up for the Pacquiao fight, Right? It's just, it just blows the fucking mind. But people always find money for what they want, not what they need. Of course. So I get, and again, I get that, right? It's a double-edged sword because I know why they do it, but it's still frustrating that they do it. And sometimes I got to rattle the cage and do that. So I told people, look, if you're broke, you need to go get a job. It's true. If you're broke right now, you're like, Tim, I need to make money. Go get a fucking job. Build up a little bit of nest egg, then start your business. Don't set, start your business on credit. That's terrible. Because then you're working to pay shit off instead of having a cash-based business, which, by the way, is the only way that I recommend uh, that you do it. You pay cash for everything, and that way you're in control. And you can do exactly what you want, when you want, how you want. Okay, the other thing was, uh, the other person I wanted off my list was people that don't invest in themselves. Again, look, if you are not going to spend the time and energy and effort to invest in yourself, then I am not interested in working with you. Because if you're a know-it-all or worse, someone that goes, I bought a book in 1947 titled The White Man's Way to Winning and I'm going to be doing it for the... Right? Like, no. Wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And all these people just lost their shit. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But people were like, wanted to tell me how I was messing up my business. But you know what? Who didn't tell me anything? The guy who wrote the book or anyone at my level or higher. Okay? Now, they all may secretly think something. But my thing is this. If you have a, something that you want to tell me, I'm pretty free and available. 
right? I'm, I'm not hard to miss. Uh, and, you know, if I had got an email from the book writer or anyone at, at my level or higher, then I definitely would have would have taken that under consideration and maybe considered um, altering or, you know, changing that. But no one did. Everyone else at my level or higher was happy. And they were like, no, this is absolutely right. Because we all know everyone's like, I want to know the secret, Tim. I want to know this. Here's the secret. Put in the time, spend spend the time, make the effort, and do the fucking work. Do the work, damn it, right? Do the work. That's that's the secret. Find someone that's doing what you want to do. Buy something of theirs, even if it is their time. Learn how they did it. Follow their steps. Keep them informed, right? And do the work. Produce the result. Which I know, that's like asking like a crackhead to give up crack on cold turkey. And I know that, that this message will never reach the people that need it the most because they've already shut it off because they're like, oh, I'm part of the Precious Snowflake Society and we can't be talking like that. I used to know Pat Knight, right? He used to be a big basketball coach here, son of Bobby Knight. And he was saying this at a recruiter meeting. He said, I stopped recruiting in California. And someone asked him why. He said, you say motherfucker one time and they're back on the bus home. Right? They're calling mom like in the middle of practice, be like, he called me a motherfucker, and I don't. Right? Because we're, we're part of this precious snowflake society. By the way, if I say it a hundred times in this podcast, I do get a dollar. That's why I'm saying it so much. But it's just crazy to me. So the point of that email was not to create the controversy and the buzz that it did, although, by the way, that, that's huge for me because now, guess what? People are opening my emails. The point was to get people that I can't help off my list and instead, keep the people that I can help the most on there. One. Two, it was to shake them up and go, hey, pay attention to what I have to say. We're not playing the game anymore, right? You're doing what you need to do to be successful or you're getting the fuck out. Oh, and by the way, yeah, we made some sales of the damn book, which was a secondary bonus. We made over 50% of our sales of that book on the last day as a result of that email. And I got a lot of emails going, hey, thanks so much. I forgot about it. You know what? You're right. I'm going to give it a look because you feel so strongly about it. It's like the worst place you can ever be in life and business is part of the mediocre middle. Right? It's like, I just go along. I don't offend anybody. I don't say, I just do what I need to do. And I don't, you know, I don't have any opinions or thoughts or anything. Like, to me, that's boring as fuck. Right? That's static. That's that's generic. That's clear. And I get it. That probably makes a lot more money. Right? Because when you're agreeable to all people, you're agreeable to all people and all types of people will spend money. I'm not interested in that. I want a hardcore fan base that's open and active and engaged. And if you're not, you're going to hear about it from me because that doesn't make me happy. Right? Why do I do this podcast? Because there are hundreds of people that listen to it a, a week, right? But ultimately, I want to get it to be thousands and then tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. But I'm also doing this to get people that listen to this and you're nodding your head while you listen to this and you're like, fuck yeah. I hate those precious snowflake motherfuckers. Right? We're, we're part of the hardcore alpha society which is hilarious because I'm neither hardcore nor alpha like I'm the least competitive person like I've got you know we all have that friend that's like literally would bet on anything or or be competitive and he always laughs at me because he's like man you're not competitive about anything and I tell him the same thing like I don't win at games I win at life right like you're right I can't shoot a basketball I don't know how to skate Uh, I'm terrible at video games 
but I'm 35 years old, right? I have, uh, you know, one house paid off and the second one is, is in the works, right? I have a successful business that, that is producing $1,000 a day and more on average. Like, I'm okay with what I'm doing. You go ahead and have your high Madden score. You do that. You keep, you do you, boo-boo, right? But I'm just going to keep winning on this thing called life because I want to leave a legacy for my friends and my family, and I want to change my family tree. Like, that's why I do this shit, right? It's not for me. It's for future generations and their generations, and I really want to take my family to another level because, you know, on my biological father's side, honestly, I don't know a lot about them, but, you know, on my side that I do know, like, I'm only one of two children to go to college. And I think I'm the only one that, that owns their own business, uh, with the exception of my madre, right, Who who's kicking ass and taking names and her thing. But, like, I want to leave a legacy. When I die, right, I want houses to leave, right? I want money to leave. I want uh, products. I want all this thing. It's a legacy that I want to live and, and lead for my children so that they don't have to join the military and uh, to pay for college, although there's nothing wrong with that, I would I would have done that 100 out of 100 times, not only for the college, but for the life lessons and the mature, maturity. It was one of the best things I did, but I don't want that to be the only option, like I felt it was for me, right? I don't want my kids to struggle. I don't, I don't want all that stuff, right? But they sure as fuck aren't going to become precious little snowflakes. So... Why am I telling you all this and sharing this with you? One, obviously I get a little fired up uh, and excited about this, right? Um, but two, it's like, it's okay to get people that don't serve you out of your life. It's fine. A lot of people left my list. Good fucking riddance. Good riddance. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. Because either A, I'm not for you, B, you're not going to spend any money, or C, you're not going to spend any money with me. All three of those I can't fix, and no matter what I do. For years, I have been on this side where I feel like I'm dragging and kicking and screaming, and how do I reduce this shit to the lowest common denominator and make it to where, you know, uh, a guy that's, you know, living in his mother's basement with no social skills and this and that, how, how do I make that work for them? Like, here's the thing, you can't, right? Like, this business is for everyone. No, it's not. Okay, if you're 70 years old and, and you're bedridden or you have crazy this, or, like, it's not for you. Now, I'm not saying that only 35-year-old angry white males that live in Lubbock, Texas that bitch about their wife's shopping habits, that's the only ones that are successful. I'm just saying, like, something in life aren't, aren't for you. And it's okay to do that. But it's much better that you get rid of the people that it's not for immediately and focus on the people that do. For instance... I just got off a consulting call just a couple hours ago uh, with my good friends, Veronica and Laura. Childs, they, are, they have a great book uh, if you type their names in there. In fact, don't, don't type their names. I'll just give you the name of their book. So their book is Low Carb, High Fat, No Hunger Diet, right? Uh, it's a great book. I've, I've actually seen it. Uh, I've read it. It's great. I'm actually using some of the recipes on it. and it shit, shit works, right? It's, it's awesome. Um, but they're willing to do the work. We talk and we sit and we're like, hey, this is what's going on and these are the things you need to work on. And they're like, great, okay, we'll report back in a month with what we've done. Like, those are the people that I want. I want the high achievers. I want the people that are willing to do the work. The guy that's will willing to push, you know, while I appreciate his purchases and I appreciate what that guy is doing and, and supporting me and supporting me, but I would really appreciate it if they just bought some shit and did it instead of 
just constantly buying the next thing and the next thing. And again, if you want more insight on this, you can go check out the episode called The Meat Grinder, or, because I do understand it, right? They're buying to get a dopamine release. They're buying as an emergency just in case. They're buying for all the reasons except for I actually want to do this shit. And business is tough. That's why I say it's not for everyone. You're going to have rejection. I have my highest highs and my lowest lows in this business. I totally understand that. I really do. But the winners get back up, dust themselves off, and say, hey, I'm going to get back on this fucking horse, right? Because I love platitudes and, like, 1980s motivational saying, what you have to do is dust yourself off, pilgrim, and get back on the horse. Like, I read this book the other day where I was talking about failure, and it was like, you don't fail until you die, like, you don't fail. There are plenty of people I know that have lost millions and and, got, and it's just like, yeah, that didn't work out. That's okay. I'm not going to let it cripple me. I'm not dead. I just keep moving forward. I just keep moving forward. And that's the thing. As long as you keep moving forward, look, I suck at tons of things. I'm going to suck at tons of things for the rest of my life. I'm going to fail. It's going to happen. I'm going to put something out there. It's going to bomb. I'm going to be like, that sucked. And guess what? Shit happens. You don't fail until you give up completely and you say, ah, I'm washing my hands of that. And everyone that I'm subscribed to my list isn't in that category, but the majority of them just gave up. They're, that day they read it and they're like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm self-eliminating. So I'm doing them a service, but I'm also doing me a service because I keep the quality of my list high. I keep the people that are actively engaged. The people that are repelled by me get the fuck out and go away. But everyone else that stayed, now they're closer and they're tighter. Oh, by the way, did I mention we had a double open rate? that we normally did, and that every email sense we get a higher open rate. I wonder why that is. Tell me there, uh, Precious Snowflake Society armchair quarterback president. Tell me tell me again how I'm fucking up, how that one email made me probably about $1,000 while I was yelling, quote-unquote, at these people. It got rid of a bunch of people that weren't. It doubled my open rate. It got me tons of social media uh, street cred for fake internet points, right? It did all that shit, and I was the talk of the town and the bell of the ball. But guess what? I can honestly say this a couple weeks after it's happened. Guess what happened? Nothing. The sun still came up. The world still goes on. And by and large, people have already forgotten about that email. So even if it was the worst thing that I ever did, which it wasn't, the lasting ramifications were minuscule and minute at best. So in closing, I want to share this, right? One, only listen to those people at your level or higher. Now, respect the people that are quote-unquote below you or maybe haven't achieved what you do. Listen to their opinion and act on it, right? Don't don't become an arrogant, you know, cock-breath asshole where you're just like, oh, I'm better than you because, like, ah. I mean, it, candidly, early in, early in my career, you know, there was a time when whenever I would get into an argument with someone, I'd be like, did you make $1,000 today? And they'd be like, no. I'm like, then your view's not important. And at the time... I thought that was protecting my ego. It turns out I was just a super douche. And I don't ever want to go back to that. So I am very cognizant of that and trying to prevent that. But at the same time, like, recognize who's giving you the criticism. You know, if Frank Kern called me tomorrow or, you know, Russell Brunson who wrote the book, who certainly has not listened to this podcast, like, if, if you know, if they came and said there was a problem, then I would listen to them and I would say, you know what, maybe you're right. I completely fucked up and I need to fix that. But if someone that ain't done shit, ain't been shit, ain't ever going to be shit, you know, is on the public Wi-Fi at the library, you know, with his track phone, and but wants to tell you how you fucked it up, like, no, that does not work for me in any form or any fashion. So listen to, the, listen to your critics 
with reserve judgment. Listen to the people that are doing better than you for sure. Listen to people on the same level, definitely. And, and the people, quote-unquote, below you or maybe haven't achieved what you do, listen to them with a grain of salt. Okay? Don't be afraid to upset people. Right? Don't be afraid to upset people. You're going to really piss off a bunch of people, but you know what you're also going to do? You're going to excite and energize a bunch of other people that are like, this motherfucker is for real. Right? It's a pattern interrupt. It shows people that you're different, you stand out, and it gets rid of the people that you hate. To me, ladies and gentlemen, that is a win, win, win. So thanks so much for listening. Um, I look forward to doing this again. Look at me, kind of doing these on a regular basis. Not going to say that it's going to be regular, just saying it appears that maybe perhaps we are on a little bit of a streak where we're doing this consistently. And if that continues, that's awesome. And if it doesn't, well, you know, life fucking happens and we'll both go on. So until next time, have a great time. Thanks for listening to the Two Drink Tim podcast. I'll see you real soon.